Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode six of season three of A Bar's Eye View. And this week, we're looking at The Debt. Now, this is an episode and a half. Well, in fact, it's two episodes. Yeah. Uh, because this, this is actually The Debt Part One. Yeah. Although hey, friend. They're, hey, friend. Although they're not um, admitting to that yet, I guess they want to keep some mystery over whether or not it was going to be a, a folly up thing or not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's your mother talking. Yes, it is. My mum can't stand two parters because, like, the 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 necessity of keeping up like the plot in her head until whenever she gets to see the next episode <laughs> is just uh, offensive to her. Offensive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she thinks folly up things should exist. Everything should be self contained and capable of being yeah. understood within thirty minutes. Um, well, she's not going <laughs> to like this episode. No. So um, <laughs> we open with um, that classic thing. Your wife's got up in the middle of the night for an introspect in a glade and you roll over oh. and reach for her but she's not there and you sort of pat the bed where she should have been. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. I, I do like that. But um, Gabrielle yeah, is, is up in the night. She's wakeful by moonlight. And um, having a bit of an introspect about all the trauma, trauma that she's gone through trauma. over the last little yeah, while. There, there was quite a lot going on last uh, over the last couple of weeks, wasn't there? Yeah. Although I think, as we said before, that I think there should have been, there probably were supposed to be a few episodes in between the main trauma and this one to break them up a bit. Um, I think that might have yeah. maybe made more sense with this, with like how Gabrielle seem, appears at the moment, you know. Sort of, she seems to have Basically like okay. Well, she seems to have recovered somewhat, although there is an air of sadness in her soul. Oh, Zena, Zena, oh, yo, it's right. my soul. I can't get up. <laughs> I can't come to work today, Zena. It's my soul. <laughs> you know. So yeah, well, well, I, either there are some missing episodes, or her therapy has progressed at the same rate that her pregnancy. <laughs> <progressed>, <laughs> But yeah, um, so anywho, we're, we're is... not we're we're actually not going to talk a great deal about the uh, the events of the last episode or two because we're, we're on to a new arc for the time being. Yeah, yeah, the, we forget about Gabrielle's trauma. We're into Zena's backstory, which is always actually quite interesting. Um, it is. Yeah. So this is the the cute moment with Zena and Gabrielle, um, <laughs> during which Gabrielle does not foreshadow anything. By saying, I hope I never disappoint you, Zena. No foreshadowing there. None whatsoever. No, no. That's no and, and we know and we know that because because Zena says impossible. Yeah. And you know, so done. Definitely. In not. no way, in no way whatsoever is Gabrielle going to disappoint Zena. No. Yay! In just it'll anyway, never happen. Back to the episode. It'll never happen. Not in this episode, not in a future one. Yeah. It won't happen at any time. <laughs> So Good. they get interrupted from this not at all foreshadowing, just a, a throwaway line that will never um, <laughs> be referred back to. Um, they get interrupted to this by a, a an injured soldier, a very, very um, injured Chinese man with a very, very strong Kiwi accent uh, who appears... Off in the way. <laughs> who appears way. to give them a message from... Now, he won't just say the person's name, that would be too easy... He's going to give them a message from the weak one who is soft as water but hard as the raging flood. 
I think that is quite a lot of words to get out for someone who's clearly on their last legs. Just say, just say yeah. the person's name, mate. I think it would be easier. And, and we will discover that the person's name is literally like two syllables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so while she's trying to get some information out of him, a bunch of other guys appear who um, do a big fight, fight, fight with Xena here. Very crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Lots of um, aerial acrobatics and stuff. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we've got um, that kind of full-on Hong Kong movie styley thing again, haven't we? Yeah, totally. Um, and speaking of dragons, aha, uh-huh. aha, uh-huh, the actual message when she fights off all those guys, the actual message that the dying man says is: the green dragon has become too large. He must be made small. Again. Very cryptic. <laughs> yes. Could could just say so and so needs taken down a peg or two. Could yes. could you oblige? Yeah. Or, could you please go? Or and... even can you come and kill this douche? Yeah. Please come us. and kill this arsehole for us, please. Um, <laughs> so um so Zena say, says to Gabrielle, uh, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a long journey now. I'm leaving you behind like it's season one. And Gabrielle's like, excuse yeah. me, it's been two seasons. If you were yeah, gonna what leave, to we? if you were gonna leave me behind, it would be better if you'd left me behind when you went to Britannia, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you think there <laughs> with, might be with hindsight? Do you think that that might be the subtext mm. here of why of one of the reasons why she's so pissed off? Um, <laughs> so Gabrielle's not happy about this, um, but it's. Zena's like you're not gonna you you I can't take you with me because you're not gonna like what I'm gonna going there to do which is murder this person mm. the green dragon, um, and to find out why I, no, I I I have to say Gabrielle is very uppity and priggish at this point because uh, she's seen Zena she's seen <laughs> Zena kill so many people yeah. She's seen her kill so many very problematic people it's kind of been okay she's understood it. Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, uh, you kill the person. That's just murder. Yeah, this is. Um, <laughs> I've made this for note nar- for narrative purposes. I object to this murder. No, well, I've made this note <laughs> all the way through. Actually, every time we get because it's a flashback episode, right? To understand yeah. what Zena's up to, we need to first have a flashback episode. So into the past. Yeah, time you want. Um, and um, but every time we come back into the future or the pe- the present to have Gabrielle um, say something or interject before the story the, the real story in the past carries on, yeah. um, she's just a wanker every time. Like she really, yeah. Um, she's really, yeah. really so judgmental about uh, the story well, that Zena's telling. Uh, and every we, we did <laughs> what on an unrelated note. We we did say that she'd gone full mum's net last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this is obviously you know Gabrielle, like Gabrielle's having an allergic reaction to having killed someone. Yeah. So yeah, Gabrielle Gabrielle is being a little bit um, of a nagging shrew in this episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> she is a little bit. So hey, did you notice by the way before before we um kind of move too far beyond the beyond the opening bit did you notice the indiana jones um nod in the fight sequence i don't think i did no 
So there's there's all the the full on like say aerial combat mm-hmm. thing, and then the last warrior to go down has I don't know nunchucks or something that's some kind of whizzy weapon that's spinning round and doing lots of flamboyant uh-huh. I I will kill you with my complicated weapon. Yeah. Um, and then Zena just throws the chakram into his chest. It's like the, oh. the bit, <laughs> oh, yeah, the marketplace yeah. scene yeah. where someone's swinging a sword around and Indy just shoots him because um, Harrison Ford had the trots. Yeah, couldn't that's, do a fight scene. <laughs> yeah, that's very good though. Yeah, yes, I, 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 that's an iconic scene, iconic way. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> we go into the past now. Zena's going to explain to Gabrielle why she has to do the thing. And in order to do that, yeah. she has to travel by map out to the Eurasian steppes, um, where she by, by map and montage, yeah, <laughs> where um she joins up with some dudes on horses who are chasing down some yes. other dudes on other horses. Now I've made a note here that the the soundtrack in this part very good, very epic soundtrack. I I'd, this... I'd written down simply music <laughs> i hope you could hear the exclamation mark in that and the jazz hands of course um i throughout this episode i it, it's my i think it's my episode for, of this season to, to nerd out about the about the soundtrack tell so, us tell us more nerd us out no nerd because out i haven't prepared a blow by blow analysis but um, <laughs> yeah like you say ep- this kind of very epic cinematic soundtrack for mm. a really cinematic kind of scene on the on the steps um and there are little elements of um, you can you can there's again a sense of place which I think is something uh-huh. that Jola Duca does really well. Yeah. So you you get this sweeping music. You get elements of um, kind of Chinese and Mongolian kind of uh-huh. um, ethnomusicography. Nice. That's good. Well done. That's a good word. But yeah, listen. Listen. If you've watched, if you've watched it again, or uh, if you've watched it recently, watch it again and just listen to the music. Yeah, the music with your nerd head on. Amazing soundtrack for this bit. Um, yeah. And um, and just like the whole shot as well, everything about it is very, very. Yeah, it's like it could be from a from a a movie. You know, it's not. It's it's not the yeah. cheap shit that Zena is often. <laughs> it's not the crappy cheap no. sets that Zena often gives you. Um, no, yeah. and it's it's cleverly done as well because it it's not there aren't big armies. There's there's maybe about twenty guys on horseback when you mm-hmm. when you pull back and get a long shot, but it doesn't it doesn't feel cheap because the scenery yeah. is so good and the the horse I guess the horse wrangling, mm-hmm. uh, the horsemanship is it's just really really well done. Yeah, it's, um, and all the yeah, I think one of the one of the best scenes. Yeah, and all the costuming in this episode, right? Um, there yeah. was actually the, it, did you see what the disclaimer was at the in the yeah. credits at the end um, <laughs> yes so I had to google this I had to look this up because this is a New Zealand slang that they've used in the disclaimer it said no frock tarts were harmed in the making of this episode so a frock tart <laughs> in New Zealand slang is um, a costume maker for TV or film yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah because how many costumes did they have to make for this episode, man? So many, and like they oh, barely it's be- beautiful, beautiful costuming and was... lots of different styles. And... Yeah, ah, awesome. I was going to say they didn't use them again, but they do in a few seasons' time. We will, yeah. we will end up back in China, so they do it. Do get to use them. Do mm. get, do get to reuse them. So, um. Anyway, so Zena has uh, joined up with some dude on horses, and um, yes. they dis- they get their. They kill off their guys. They they win the battle, uh, and then they've got a couple of prisoners who have surrendered. And and of course, because we're in Dark Xena era, she just goes up and stabs one for no reason. 
and is about yeah. to kill the other one uh, when Barias stops her because Barias is a good deal less crazy than Xena, right? This is what yeah. we've established here. So this Barias, this is um, Martin Shokash again, who we saw just it a is. few episodes ago, but kind of unrecognisable. Um, yeah, it's you know we, we often we often have recurring guest actors playing a different character. Usually, mm-hmm. there's a longer gap in between it, but it, like you say, it's he he played Craftstar. Yeah. Um, and he was he was simpering and weird yeah. and a bit culty <laughs> and nasty, and we didn't. And now he is, uh, Zina. We will not. Ki- we will keep one alive to tell them who did this terrible thing, and they will fear us. That's great. So, quite different. That's you putting your you. degree in Russian to good use there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so like different hairstyle, different costume, different accent. It's a different guy, you know. It's like, um, yeah. I feel like you wouldn't necessarily make the connection. Um, he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's uh, that's that's quite a jump, isn't it, from from Craftstar to to this to this version of Barias. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I think I I think this I think Barias is probably more fun to play. Yeah, probably. And you'll get to see him again. To... He's in it a few more times, isn't he? In yeah, the, in the series, yeah. so I, I like I like Barias. He's a he's a good character. Yeah, character. so and you say and you say he's less crazy than Xena. It has to be said, Xena of Ten Winters Ago, is <laughs> a dick. She is. Yeah, she's she's not, she's not just evil. She's actually an arsehole. Yeah, and stupid, right? Which yeah. is the thing. Um, this is what she this is what she clearly needs to learn. Uh, she's very angry mm. at the world. A very angry person. This is all connected yeah. to Caesar. So this is right after, yeah, this is right after (laughs) Caesar broke her leg. So she's still at, she's still quite maimed from that. Um, Yeah, she's, she's still hobbling. She obviously, she had her legs broken. She uses a, uses a stick. Yeah. um, Because. Does some some classic Richard III acting. (laughs) Yeah, because obviously (laughs) um, they didn't have any uh, orthopedic surgeons back then, you know, so they like splinted. The, the bone they set the bones but like the, they've not healed back mm. they've not like healed yeah. back exactly as they were she's not as strong as she once was and that's why she has to do yeah. all her fighting on horseback um all well all her fighting and all her other activities and, uh, on horseback yeah quite a lot of horsebacky things so she's like disabled at this point in her life and yeah. probably in pain quite a lot and also just very angry at the world because her because yeah. like if I can just copy Gabrielle for a minute it's my soul it's my soul. Um, yeah, you know, her soul hurts. Her soul she hurts. Soul again. She hurts inside. Um, and so <laughs> she, <laughs> so she is um, projecting this pain out into the world. She wants to take revenge, as she says, on the entire human race. You know, so she's there yeah. to uh, use her catchphrase: "Kill them all." Yeah, we we get you a know? few we get a few outings of that in this yeah, episode. Yeah, a good few kill them all. So. You know, so Dark Xena um, killing prisoners in cold blood, sticking their head on pikes. Um, but as we said, Barias is a good deal less crazy than Xena, and he's got basically yeah. he wants to get his fingers into the kingdom of Chin. And yeah. he's got there's two big families, um, the 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 Mings and the Laos, and he's wanting yeah. to make an alliance with at least one of them against the other yeah. one. So that he can basically like there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of money in China. Yeah. Um, and always has been. <laughs> so um 
they're in, he's interested in that. He's like very he's like he wants to make a business deal, you know. Um Yeah. You know um, it must be said at this point that Zena is not a diplomat. Oh god, no. <laughs> she she keeps she keeps completely fucking up his negotiations by yeah. by just being brutal and coarse and spitting at people and, and, and just trying to kill people. Being and... an idiot, honestly. Like, yeah. Like the, the some some the sort of thing that future Xena is really good at, you know, playing people yeah. off against each other. This past Xena yeah. is absolutely shit at. Um so <laughs> Ming Su comes along and his little boy, yeah. Ming Tian. And uh, mm-hmm. Zena just completely queers the deal by being intransigent and wanky. Yeah. And then saying, I'm, I'm not doing a deal with this pig. Yeah. And, and then spitting at the boy. Yeah. Then frightens a small child as you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so after Ming Ming Su's like, well, I'm not going to make a deal with you. Your woman's a fuckwit. Um, Marius <laughs> comes back in and is like, you're an idiot. I was going to make... Whatever deal I'd made with him, I would have used his leverage to make a better deal with, with Lau, you fucking moron. Um, <laughs> you know, so... And he says, what What am I supposed to do now? And, and we and we go back to... We go back to Gabrielle saying, let me guess, kill them all? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. But she said, yeah, she's so judgmental in all these parts. She's so Yeah, and she judgy. actually says, oh, that's your answer to everything. Yeah. She's, she's a really, God. like, naggy wife. Yeah, Kill them yeah. all. Oh, that's your answer to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and every single time we see her, she gets she gets more annoying. You know, like, this episode actually makes Gabrielle annoying, which is... Yeah. Um, you know, it's, who, and, could, um, it could, who could have imagined? I hope I never... I hope I'm never annoying to you, Zena. Impossible! <laughs> um. <laughs> you could never... And, uh, and and Gabrielle kind of gives great insight to this. She says, ah, this story is all about hate. And Zena says, no, it's all about love. And we see it's all about love because we cut to Zena and Briar's fucking on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's the that's the juxtaposition, isn't it? It's about love, but it's not that. But love for Briar's is not what she's talking about, as we will see. Because she doesn't love Briar's mm. at this point. She's using him. He's using her. They're both. Yeah. Um, he she's trying to influence him to be more animalistic, and he's becoming yeah. more and more civilized. You know, um, mm. because he's not he's not like the the typical bloodthirsty warlord that you have that we've seen before. He seems to have like some sort of ambition, and yeah, uh, intelligence. You know, mm. but um, the there's a new meeting. Uh, with Lau this time, and Barais uh, throws Zena off the horse uh, because he doesn't want her fucking the deal up. <laughs> yeah, this time she she hobbles after him because her, as we said, her, her legs are still balked. Yeah, that's um, right. Um, but it's um this time the meeting with Lau, except it's not yeah. an old man like we had meeting with with Ming. It's a woman this time, and this is yes. The... My, my note here is. Oh hello, yeah. Oh hello, uh, yeah. This oh, is uh, the goat herself, Loma, who is a very important yeah. character in the Xena mythos. Extremely important. Uh, only in this episode and the next one, but referenced a good deal more. So yeah, re- a really influential character, um, <clears throat> and really, really good casting. I think it's a, a, a shame 
that we didn't see more of her. So yeah. she's played by Jacqueline Kim. Well, I say really good casting. We, we were going to talk about this, <laughs> weren't we? About, Holly, about Hollywood casting, this kind of yeah, Pan-Asian... Yeah, it's um, pretty typical um, Hollywood casting. You know, we're looking for a Chinese character. Let's choose a Korean actress. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> or a uh, Korean-American actress. Um, yeah. But she's a very good actress. It's all good, but like... It, she, it, she's very good. She... She she has this sense of of calm containment mm. and you know pow- powerful without being needing to be strong. There's a and that that we'll see all that come into play yeah. over this episode and the next one. Totally, but yeah, it is something that um, it vaguely irritates me the the Western um, sort of tradition of just casting any old Asian ethnicity for any old Asian ethnicity. Yeah. No attempt to match up um, the actor to the, yeah. the, the role. So that annoys me a little bit, but whatever. Jacqueline Kim is a really good actress and she's really good in this, so, you know. Yeah, it's kind of, she shouldn't have got the role. It should have gone to someone of Chinese heritage, but she does a damn good job with what she's given. So, so yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, so this is a, this next bit is a really good, a really good scene. Yes. Um, this is... <laughs> Basically, Zena's getting high on opium. She's smoke, smoking yeah. what we assume is an opium pipe, watching um, Boreas and Laomar flirting over, over a banquet. And this is, this is Boreas doing his business shtick, mm-hmm. basically. But it is very, very flirty, very handsy. And, um... And there's 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 kind of this moment where she's looking at them both, and you, and you think, is she thinking, I don't like the way she's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't like like the way this is going, or is she going, well, I know all about Bryce, but mm, Lao Ma, <laughs> I've, I've, I've kind of written down, Zena's smoking her pipe, going, mm, both is good, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've written, I've written, um, Zena's, <laughs> Zena's got the classic bisexual dilemma here. <laughs> does she? Yeah. <laughs> is she jealous of him or of her? Why not both? Mm. Um, Why not both? There yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. but jealousy, jealousy wins out. Yeah. Because La- Laomar puts her hand out to to take something from the the something from the banquet, and Zena throws a dagger and saying, "That's my piece of meat you're reaching for." <laughs> and and we get the classic reply. <laughs> you're wrong. I don't eat meat. Get it, guys. Get it, lads. She's a lesbian. Do you get it? She's a we lesbian, know what that means. We know what that means, don't we? <laughs> yeah. All lesbians are vegetarians. <laughs> and are they vegetarians, lesbians? I'm I'm vegetarian, therefore. Thought it went together like traffic wardens like in Neil Sedaka. Come on. <laughs> it's from dinner ladies. <laughs> no, it's from dinner ladies. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> so we're there's already we we're getting some significant eye contact between Zena and Lao Ma, and yeah. I think Zena is having it's the mortifying mortifying ordeal of being seen, isn't yeah. it? Of being known. Is this this? Oh, she she's in she sees into she's, my soul. She's looking into my and, soul, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my soul's my soul's busy cringing. So yeah. <laughs> so they look like they're gonna have a nice deal. Blah blah blah. Bryce takes her to a tent and he's like, I'm sorry, this tent is so shit. And Lauma's like, oh, this tent is more than good enough for this insignificant wife, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, the usual. Yeah, it throws in a don't. Yeah, I am actually married though. Yeah. <laughs> so she reminds him, and it's like, ah, oh, bollocks. Yeah. So, um, but uh, obviously Zena is now here because she wants to fuck everything up again yeah. uh, by attempting to kill Loma. No, at this point we jump back to the to the present. Oh no, not quite at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a second or two, we're going to jump back to the present for Gabrielle to judge her again. Um, but, so Zena attempts to kill Loma, but um, unfortunately for Zena, Loma can do magic. She's got moves. Yeah, she's more than capable of looking after herself and can yeah. do magic. Um, this sort of uh, vaguely supernatural thing. Um, I saw a TikTok the other day of mm. the the woman who wrote... Um, the book about the Chinese historical figures in giant mech robots. Uh, I think it's called Iron Widow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the the author of that book was talking about you know uh, people ask her why do you put historical figures in these weird fantastical situations, and she was explaining yeah. how the most popular genre of literature in Chinese in in China is um, historical fantasy. Uh, yeah. So taking historical figures and putting them into super supernatural situations. Now Lauma mm. is a historical figure. Yes. Um. So I I, I quite like that. I quite like that. That is sort of like, uh, yeah. continuing to be sort of part of that um Chinese literary tradition. Yeah. She was the wife of Lao Tzu, who was the reputedly the author of the Tao Te Ching, which is the the mm. sort of foundational text of the Taoist religion. Um, although as we'll see in the debt part two, she actually wrote it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, surprise. So, <laughs> so I like that she. I like that she can do magic. I'm cool. I'm cool with her doing magic. Um, but of course, Zena yeah. has by attempting to kill her, fuck the deal again. And mm-hmm. Barias has had enough. He's he even he can't think with his dick that much. And yeah, she's she is so dumped. Yeah, she's he she's dumped now. She's ditched, uh, and he's like, "If I mm. see you again, if you're here, still here after sunrise, I'll kill you on sight." Um, so that's a shame. Um, but <laughs> then, so we go back to the present where Gabrielle's like, "I can't believe you were going to kill that woman. That's so nasty." Um, you were going to kill that poor innocent woman, you know, like mate. She can look after herself, <laughs> right? She doesn't need you caping for her. Um. <laughs> yeah, and she, and she was sort of going back to that idea of of Laomar being very calm and contained and and powerful without being strong. Her her fighting style is is very. So Zina throws a dagger at her back, and she just kind of casually um, upends a, a burning log. Yeah. Without you know barely barely moving, and then she puts a hairbrush behind her that catches her two more daggers, and it's yeah. just very calm and still. And and then she does some magic eat bits, but it's yeah. it's this. It's um, like great, you know, calm, graceful. Yeah, kind of yeah. Style. The sort of she she maintains her stillness <clears throat> is the thing, right? And then whatever, yeah. um, whatever, like ferocity that Zena expends on her, it kind of like comes back on her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Amplified, you know. Um. Mm. So, Lima whispers something at Zena before she leaves. She whispers to her some wisdom. Which is about yeah. basically um, ridding. Essentially, the I can't remember the exact wording of it now, but essentially, the the takeaway is that you should rid yourself of desire, right? Yeah. 
so this with desire and see the world as it is. Yeah, so that's a kind of um, Buddhist monk sort of philosophy, isn't it? You have to yeah, have and, no and it's, desire. Again, it's about that that's central stillness, I think, again, isn't it? Um, however, Gabrielle at that time not quite ready to to hear the message. You mean Zena is not ready decides, to hear the message? I do mean Zena's not ready to, to hear the message. Um, and she decides, okay, she's she's fucked things up with. Uh, with the Lao house, so she's going to um, go back to Ming. She's yeah. going to make Ming sue her creature by kidnapping the boy. So she kidnaps Ming Qian, yep. who she's already been kind of terrorising a little bit. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. yeah, she does the pinch on one of the dudes that are with them, but I'm not bothering with a pinch timer this week because she doesn't bother taking it off. Uh, no, that's just for shits and giggles. I like that? that. I like that. It's a kind of subversion of expectation. She's like, "Yeah, I've cut off the flow of blood to your brain. You'll be dead in a minute." And he's like, "What do you want to know? Nothing. I'm just telling you how long you've got left." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. You know. Yeah, that's that's nicely done. Yeah. So um, she gets the boy, and her intention now is to she's going to ransom the kid back for horses and money, um, and. Um, She's she's obviously, uh, she's got she's real salty about something that Ming Tian or that Ming Su said earlier, which was um you know when they were trying to sort out the deal and he was like well I'll do nothing while you raise the lowlands and you'll give me fifty percent, uh and he's like this is not an offer that is a statement of fact ooh yeah um and then um she's using that line a lot she's like. Uh, I, yeah. I'm gonna get fifty horses and fifty bags of gold, and you can have five percent, and that's a statement of fact. Uh, she's yeah, so salty Im- about that. Important to note: she's using Barias as the as the conduit between yeah. them, as the um, kind of career or whatever be- between them, because she wants to get back in with Barias. Um, but not surprisingly, given what a dickhead she's been um, <laughs> over the over the, over this the course of this flashback. Um, Barias betrays her yeah. to Ming Tzu, so the, he gets the boy back, keeps the gold, or I don't, don't know what. Barias, what the horses Barias and gold. gets I guess the horses Barias and the gold. It. Yeah, that was the that was the deal. And Ming and Ming Tzu gets Zena in a cage. Yeah, because she's an yeah. idiot. Like she should have seen this coming. But what I'm thinking, yeah. right? What I'm thinking is, she said that she wanted fifty horses and fifty bags of gold, right? And that she would give Barias 5%. Now, that does mean that she's going to chop a horse in half and give him two and a half horses. <laughs> I don't think that Zena's thought her percentages through very well. I think she should have... <laughs> she'd have taken a number of horses that would provide a whole number after 5% is taken off. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe there's a foal. Yeah, that'll be it. One of them's a full yeah. half a horse. Fucking <laughs> hell, it's a horse and a half. So we we come back to the we come back to the present, um, and we've reached the, the last um, kind of port of departure for for Chin. We're we're at we're at the docks, and Gabrielle at this point pussies out. She can't go along with it. She can't support Zena in this endeavor because it's killing people. It's wrong. Killing people is wrong. Um, I, found I mean, that I mean out. it is. I say it in that voice, but it, it is wrong. <laughs> killing people is actually wrong, though. <laughs> actually. Actually, killing Actually. people is illegal. Um, yeah, but like, she, yeah, she's got a bit. I, I don't know. She feels it feels like since she's killed someone, she's got the zeal of the convert about not killing things. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So 
basically back in the present Gabrielle what I've written down is Gabrielle judges her some more and refuses to go to chin with her and like if I were Zena I'd be like I know you don't you won't come with me I told you this at the start this is literally what I said in that clearing yeah the... <laughs> this is what I said before yeah um, but the thing is right that Gabrielle is clearly bitter as fuck at this point that Zena has got some sort of loyalty that means more to her or that Gabrielle perceives that Zena's loyalty to whoever this is means more to her than Gabrielle means to her. Yeah, she, well, she actually, she actually asks the question, doesn't she? She says, mm-hmm. is, is helping the person who's asked for help, does that mean more to you than the last few years? And that's called for to, more to you than me, you know? Yeah. And there's not much hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that is what we're saying here. Yeah. That is about the dimensions of it, Pam. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she gives her a good a kiss on the forehead to say goodbye, you know, hair kiss. Um, you don't Ouch. like that? You don't like the hair kiss? <laughs> well, I kind of do, but we know they've, we know that's, you know, they've gone further than a hair kiss before. Now. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very, that's very much a goodbye. Depends which hair you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it's time for... Uh, no, no, you're right. So Zena mm. goes off, right? But because Gabrielle has judged her, has judgmentaled her way out of the story at this point, she doesn't actually get to hear the rest of the story, right? So yes. that's the Important thing, right? Point. She's made this decision that she can't go with Zena based on very incomplete information, based on just the prologue yeah. of the story, really. Um, so she yeah. never... She doesn't actually get the next part, which is where Zena yeah. is being... Um, off. They're off in a forest and... Uh, Zena's going to be hunted like an animal by Mingsu and his yeah. horses and hounds. Um, and we meet Lao Ma again out in the forest because they're very close to her land, and she's like, "Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, well, certainly, you know, feel free to, feel free to chase her onto my land." Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> she tries to give the Mingsu a little present here, and he is a real dick about uh, it. No, Ming Ming Chen. Oh, sorry, she, yeah, she, Ming Chen. Yeah, yeah, she. She brings a gift for for the boy for for Ming Chen, uh-huh. and and he's a little bitch about it. He yeah. he just fling he's on horseback and he just flings it to the floor, doesn't look at it, and she's visibly hurt. You know, it's yeah. a bit of a blow. Um, and then after she's gone, uh, Ming Tzu says, "Well, let's let's see what it was," and it's a it's an embroidery. It's that size of a handkerchief. He opens it and says, "Ah, Lama has remembered my my pet name for you." And yeah. we see what the embroidery is, and it is a green dragon. Oh, so we now know who the green dragon is. So the green dragon is the boy. This little, this little bitch, Ming Tian. He's the, he's the green dragon. Yeah. So <clears throat> fun yeah. times. Um, so we have a bit of a hunt, hunt, hunt scene. That's like a fight, fight, fight scene, but for hunting. We do. It's horrible, actually. That it is horrible. Hunting, yeah. So Zena's, um hobbling in pain she's um she's obviously run out of frizzies at this point because her yeah. hair's crazy <laughs> um and it's it is quite horrible there are dogs and horses after her and um and she 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 runs and she falls and she falls at the feet of someone in a red silk robe yeah and it's Lao Ma who says Come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want your freedom. And at this point, I nominate Jacqueline Kim as 14th Doctor. 
Oh Talk yeah. To me. Come <laughs> if you want to live, run. Yeah, pretty much. No. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my, totally. that's my that's my nomination. That's her nomination. Yeah, she'd be awesome. She'd be great. Oh, uh, she'd be better than than like ninety uh, percent of the people that are supposedly in the running according to the bookies. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not looking at. I'm not even looking at that. But um. Oh well, the yeah, bookies' could... favorite is supposedly David Tennant, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. That's just stupid. But hey, what can you do? Be, that will be annoying. That would be annoying and also stupid, and they won't do that. So anyway, moving on. Um. So now we come to the a very very famous scene indeed. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we're now in Laomar's palace. Mm-hmm. So and um, she's taken Zena in and is is protecting her from, uh, the from the hunt. Yep. Um. And from and, and from we, the the hunt rhyming slang that's about to walk in the door. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so we see uh, Laomar, um sitting on the on the by the side of a, a hot tub, a bath. Yeah. Um, there's 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 always a hot tub in Zena, isn't there? Yeah. There's, there's always a, a scene like this. God, I love it. <laughs> and uh, and she's you know she's in a in a I was going to say kimono because I'm gone going pan Asian as well, but she's yeah. in a silk silk robe, and. In comes Mingzu with his henchmen saying, the dogs trailed Xena's scent to your palace. You're protecting her. If we find her here, we will kill her. Men, search the room. Yeah. And they they sort of... Oh, can't see her. She's not here. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere... There's not very many places to hide in the room. But luckily, they don't don't actually think of looking in the water because she's under the water. Yeah. She's in the bathtub, under the water, uh, while... Holding her breath. Yep, holding her breath, while Lauma... um, oils up her hair in the yeah you know she looks very pretty in this she does say. she looks very pretty um yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um <laughs> so they were like they're they're just about to leave again and then yeah. Ming Su does the thing where he's just about to leave and then he comes does the Colombo thing just one more question yeah right uh and this is when we get the iconic iconic way scene um yes. Thank you, 90s censorship, for having to think of all the different ways possible that you can show two women kissing and be able to deny yeah. that they're kissing. Um, Indeed. <laughs> what we have here is some underwater CPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, Quite um, a long shot, actually. Of, really of, long. Really lingers on it. Of, of, Lau, of Laomar kind of listening to what... Mingzu has to say, and then just for, for no reason, sticking her head underwater. Just to rinse her hair, obviously. <laughs> well, to rinse her hair and to 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 breathe at some length into into Zena's mouth. Yeah, that, that's okay. That's okay. It's, that scene. It's all. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. We've not watched it again and again and again. We've not, <laughs> we've not watched it repeatedly over and over or anything. Yeah, we've we've not stretched the VHS <laughs> particular particular scene. Yeah. Um, so, what we also learned during this exchange is that Laomar was, um, well, Mingzu set up the marriage between Laomar and Lao Tzu, and we learned that Laomar was Mingzu's courtesan. Yeah. So there's there's a connection there between the houses and between the yeah. these two protagonists antagonists whatever they are. Yeah. Um, Mingzu anyway, like he leaves I thought... and. Yeah, he was like, I thought you would have had more loyalty to me. And like, she basically yeah. like goes, why the fuck would I have had loyalty to you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
you sold me like a yeah. slave. Why would I have had loyalty to you, you fucking dumbass? Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand women. I don't think he understands women. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's possible. Anyway, he leaves. Yeah. Further gayness ensues. Um, and, and Xena basically gets a makeover. Um, yeah. So th- this will be one of those Froctart moments. <laughs> uh, so so we see Laomar sort of doing her hair and you know helping her dress and, and Zena does that hilarious thing I don't know how to walk in shoes um, or how to walk in a dress so she's a bit awkward and, and then we see the finishing touch of the makeover is um, Laomar gives her a, a hairpin she kind of puts a, a jade hairpin yeah. into the back of Zena's hair and it's a hairpin of distinctive design Yes. So that probably mean nothing Remember, as well. Let's let's not let's not bother remembering that. Don't don't bother remembering the hairpin. Um, yes. So we're back in the present now, um, and Zena does a whole. I think this, Zena does this whole total war thing. She covers herself in yeah. mud and like it's um, it, it's like what the what back in when we did the price in the original script, Zena yeah. was supposed to do something like this when she went out. Uh, among yeah. the 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 horde, and then they cho- they yeah. chose not to do it in the end, but they've done it here. Uh, so she's all covered in in mud and um, stripped down to Her hair slicked back. And, yeah, and um, I I actually thought she was she was naked, but she just no, like she's a got a binder. She's got like a binder on and some knickers, <laughs> and they're all covered in yeah. mud too. Like so, they, yeah, she's going to sneak in, and she's and it, it does work very well as good camouflage. She does a bit of a gravity defying stuff to leap up onto the ramparts of this yeah. castle, you know, but it's all good fun. Um And she's and she's carrying she's carrying she's just got one weapon, she's got a knife, she's carrying it in her teeth, and it really bothers me. Mm. So they've obviously done it so that the knife is is symmetrical, so it's not lopsided in her mouth. But she's she's holding it by the hilt. Mm. And okay, you don't but and but you have to it's big, it's thick. <laughs> I'd I'd want to I'd want to clamp my teeth around the blade, but obviously not cut my. That face. would hurt. Um, that I would hurt know. your. You know, uh, that maybe would hurt. that would hurt. Maybe, I would, but I wouldn't be able to carry a knife for that long by the hilt between my teeth. I, it would maybe, maybe Zena um, doesn't have the same sort of uh, dis- like sensitive gag reflex of a middle-aged lesbian. Doesn't have the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um. Anyway, I like this part, this bit, right, where she's creeping through what seems to be a series of bird cages, and I was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are these bird cages all about? Then I realised what it is. It's a it, it it's a security system, isn't it? Although they it's, seem to it's be the equivalent kind of, of the red laser network, yeah. isn't it? And she yeah. has to get she has to get through it without the she's birds a, tweeting. Yeah, but um, they seem to be quite useless because they don't tweet at all. They well, no, that's because she's in camouflage. They can't see that's her. She's in camouflage, her. and because yeah. and because she's crawling in an unnecessarily sexy way <laughs> to, to, to Ming's chamber. Yeah, so that uh, they do seem a bit useless, but I I love the imagery of it. It's all good. Yeah, um, it was, and it was it was it kind of fitted with the the nightmarishness. So Zena's all mm-hmm. she she kind of looks like Mystique. Yeah, that's what it is because yeah. the blue lighting. And the slick back hair, so it's it's a really strong look. And then we've got these this, these spinning bird cages and a bit of bit of TJ Scott kind of camera work. Mm-hmm. So it's got this nightmarish feel to it. And then she gets to uh, Ming's chamber, um, bit of the silk cover on the bed drawn right up over um, the sleeping Ming Chen's head, 
and she's by the bedside and she has her dagger raised. Yeah, but right before that, you've missed an important bit where just before she enters the bedroom, she has a bunch of Gabrielle flashbacks. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah she has some, so she's some moments of doubt, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So I think she she does mm. consider changing her mind, you know, because she's she yeah. hears Gabrielle saying some, you know, you're going to throw away the last few years, and she and she, we get flashbacks to. Um, is there a doctor in the house when she brings Gabrielle yeah. back to life? You know, the don't you leave me thing. And um, mm. we get a bit of a flashback to, I think, Callisto, um, where she's talking about destroying the... Yeah. yeah, and also when Gabrielle's talking about like destroying the cycle of hate and things. Yeah. And I think that we had Callisto in the quicksand because this was an example of what she did for Gabrielle. You know. Right. Uh, maybe, I think. But anyway, so she, she shakes that off. Shake it off. Oh, I better not actually. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift will copyright claim this podcast. Um. <laughs> well, I won't hear a word against that as long as she gets the money. <laughs> so, um, but she's about to do the. She's got the knife in there, and then just as uh, she's about to bring it down, um, the duvet gets pulled the co- back the and it's drawn back. It's Gabrielle. It's Gabrielle. It's Gabrielle in the bed. She's disappointed her. <laughs> What? That's a real coincidence. <laughs> that's the one thing she said she didn't want to do. Yeah. Oh, she'll be so annoyed with herself. Yeah. So Gabrielle yeah, has very disappointing. Somehow we'll find out how later. Don't worry. Uh, has somehow got to Chin ahead of Zena, grasped yeah. Zena up to <laughs> Ming Tian, set up yeah. this elaborate trap, and has now got Zena captured, and um, she's going to be locked up. That's it. That's how we end. The episode Ming Chen so, has captured Zena and he's going to put her in prison. Yeah. So what we End get is part surprise. It's, it's Gabrielle. It's soldiers coming into the room. Mm-hmm. It's, oh no, the green dragon. And it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. To be continued. It is, alas, a folly up thing. <laughs> it is a folly up thing. Yeah. Very much a folly up thing. Yeah. So a lot going on, a lot in that episode, a lot of story, a lot of plot, a lot of setting up. And um, really, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen next? We've only just got over the whole. I quite like to murder your baby, Gabrielle. <laughs> um, and we thought that was all okay, and now this. Honestly, now this, I'm not sure they're going to make it through this. It's just one thing after oh. another with these lot, this is. pair, with all is. the lesbian drama. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of this episode? I think it's an absolute belter in every possible yeah. way. Uh, I, I think, think it's a um, a fucking corker. <laughs> yeah, in, ter- in terms of the plot, in terms of building up um, the mythos, because we talk like that, uh, in terms of the relationship, the developing and changing relationship between Gabrielle and Zena. Mm-hmm. We've got this new character who, as you say, only going to appear in two episodes, but has such a big impact mm-hmm. on Zena's life and on, on the show um, we've got the, the cinematography we've got the music, the costumes just everything about it it's it's one of the best episodes for me and it's um, unquestionably a 10. Yeah same, I agree 10 out of 10, this is a cracker um, the only yeah. the only slight thing that annoys me about this episode is, is Gabrielle's characterisation of being a bit of a, oh, yeah. a wanker but I think that is obviously we can see that that is caused by the the sort of yeah, fractures the, that are in the relationship her, and the trauma that she's been through and all that. 
yeah. and it is jealousy as well which we'll come to you know we we, yeah. we do eventually get this when we find out how uh, Gabrielle managed to get there ahead of Cena there is a reason yeah. it's it, people thought it was a plot yeah. hole but it's not because they explain it later um so yeah 10 out of 10 and um we'll see if the debt part two can live up to it shall we let's find out next week let us indeed find out next week bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of a bird's eye view with me wonko and her professor flimflam follow us on twitter at bird's eye podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice we're on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and amazon and of course on the podbean app feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one bye